The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC the Soccer Talk Discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, as heartbreaking as it is, although I am super happy for the other team, Egypt will not go to Qatar this year. And the heartbreaking part, obviously, in my case is because of my Arabic ethnicity, but at the same time, because I love Senegal, Sadio Mane is one of my favorite players. At UCC, I have admired him since you know, 2002 when he captained Senegal to its first World Cup appearance. He was a hero as a player. He's a hero as a manager, especially now that Africa, excuse me, now that Senegal has recently won its first Africa Cup of Nations title. You know, Honestly, at this point, I really just can't help but just be happy for Senegal moving forward because honestly, Senegal is an amazing team and they are arguably, well, I wouldn't say arguably, they quite frankly have the best goalkeeper in the world in Edouard Mendy. And of course, they got one of the best strikers in the world with Sadio Mane. You know, they got a hell of a manager, you know, just some very good, unique talent that obviously does not get the, the credit they deserve. You know, honestly, I cannot say that Senegal was lucky to qualify for the World Cup. I mean, quite frankly, they beat Egypt fair and square. You know, honestly, what amazes me is just how hard-fought these two games were because Egypt versus Senegal was in two legs, ladies and gentlemen. The first leg being in Cairo and the second one being in Dakar. And with Egypt winning the first leg, one uh, nothing on aggregate, you know, and with the second leg being in Dakar, I mean, Senegal kind of ha- had the slight advantage, although Egypt was capable of winning it. But, you know, based on how the game went, especially the second leg, you know, it, it tells you as to why Egypt did not qualify, why Senegal did. But, man, you know, the outcome of this game, honestly, in, is the, is a... Uh, it's the fact that Egypt could not take advantage of, of their chances, but at the same time, they could not create many chances. Like, it was actually Senegal who actually inflicted more pressure, who threatened to score more often, and really put Egypt under a lot of pressure, although the Egyptian defense would somewhat prevail, especially due to the amazing and remarkable performance of the Egyptian goalkeeper, who I believe made well over 12 saves in the second leg. If I am correct, you know, you know, it's, you know, watching the second leg, I, I gotta, I gotta tell y'all just how, uh, 
how impressed I was. Seeing how, how this goal, how the Egyptian goalkeeper was doing everything in, in his power to keep the Egyptians alive, but the problem is, I mean, the lack of the support from the teammates really is—it's uh, really what's been—it was really what was difficult for the players, you know. Because, I, like I said, you know, despite the immense pressure, I mean, the Egyptian goalkeeper was really like—you could see the high level of courage that he had. The guts that he had, he was fearless, he was focused. I mean, he was really being a leader, if you if you think about it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But, like I said, the, the problem is Egypt could, couldn't really get any any rhythm going. And, you know, and I remember, like, late in the second half when uh, Zizo was substituted in the game, he merely had two remarkable golden opportunities to score for Egypt, but he just could not do it. And late in the second in the second half, then wait uh, throughout extra time, it was Senegal that was really all over Egypt. I mean, just continually threatening, like I said, inflicting the pressure. You know, just being extremely and I do mean extremely close to scoring, but they just could not do it. So I I really don't know really know what to say honestly, but. Uh, I'm just telling you, like, you know, the, the fact is, you know, I'm still dumbfounded. I was watching this game, knowing how this game could have went, but how it actually, it actually did go down. It's, uh, oh, it, it was brutal. I mean, it, it was a hard, it was a hard fought match. There's, there's no doubt about it. So, honestly, the fact that, you know, we go from Egypt and Senegal in the African Cup of Nations final to Egypt versus Senegal, and the winner qualifies to the World Cup, while the, and the loser doesn't, you know, I'm just like, you know, this is just honestly something that we just never really thought we would see, but we saw it, so, and it comes about two months after these two fought it off in the Africa Cup of Nations final, where uh, Senegal uh, got the best out of Egypt in the penalty shootout, so... You know, and, and Egypt, you know, in, in that game too, you know, having their oppor- missing their opportunities as well as as Senegal. So, uh, this thing with with Senegal and Egypt, I mean, you could just tell that both teams getting got in each other's head big time, and you know, one team just you know could not could not pull through. So, but you know, what's really interesting from this particular game, honestly was that this game did not take long to kind of like almost spiral out of control because one one of the keys to this key factors uh, to remember about this game was the level of physicality and you know and, and how the referee you know said that the referee had his hands full I mean not just the referee that was on the pitch but the, the side refs and everybody you you know you just you just see you know how this game was I mean you know, some you know sometimes I you know since the game ended you know I I even asked myself you know that it's a freaking miracle I, I tell myself rather that it's a freaking miracle that that there was no brawl and there was no like red cards you know handed out I mean I'm just surprised that the game despite the physicality and uh, the referees having their hands full you know I'm I'm surprised that the game was still somewhat under control so. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll have to excuse me, folks. I mean, I'm under. I've, I've been, you know, my my personal laptop uh, kind of re- reached its end. It kind of died on me because you know the fan about two weeks ago stopped working, and 
in today, you know, my computer, you know, so I have to borrow my mom's computer and I don't know how much longer because right now I can't afford to get my own computer because I'm still financially crippled and it's, life is just so tough. So uh, I'm, I'm having a, a really difficult time staying focused. So, but, um, so I got a little bit more of my notes right here, man, let's get them back. So, you know, it says here that in this game that Senegal missed three big chances. I mean, I would say it was more than three. I mean, I honestly believe it was at least six. It was at least half a dozen, no doubt in my mind. But it also says here that according to goal that Egypt missed, missed those, had no big chance missed. No, 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 no. That, that, that's inaccurate. Egypt had, there's three big chances that Egypt missed that I saw with my own eyes. Folks, when I watch these soccer matches, I do what I like to call psychological examination. I pay attention to... Detail by detail, because I you know I have nothing going on, going else going on around. I am watching the game. I am observing everything that's going on, and I saw what was going on. Egypt missing opportunities, Senegal missing opportunities. Both teams literally just battling back and forth, fighting tooth and nail. Again, the physicality from this game, all the fouls, it's no exaggeration, man. No exaggeration whatsoever. A total of 26 fouls won. Both, si uh, both sides each had 26 fouls uh, won. Okay? There's the physicality I'm talking about. We can even talk about you know, the stats you know, from the previous game. But we talk about the solid defense from Egypt. 27 clearances by the, by the Egyptian defense. And in the first leg in Cairo, the Egyptian defense had 31 clearances. Okay? Nine saves by the Egyptian goalkeeper today. Nine saves. And Edouard Mendy had just one. Nine freaking saves by the Egyptian goalkeeper. She... So I said, yeah, all those big chances missed. So I, and I said there was at least half a dozen, so I was correct. There was actually about nine total at least, but there's probably even more that are just unaccounted for. That's why I'm telling you, had Egypt emerged victorious, if they were to ask me, Alex, who in your opinion is the man of the match? Well, then my answer is it would be quite simple. My answer would be the man of the match has to be the Egyptian goalkeeper because he kept his team alive. I've saw, I saw the fantastic save. Again, again psychological examination. And the, the goalkeeper's name, Mohamed El-Shanawi. Mohamed El-Shanawi did an absolutely fantastic job. I mean, those saves, man. Those saves and really just, you know, even on the corners, you know, being ready for anything. You know, he would put himself in harm's way. Even if it meant, you know, getting hit with a dangerous tackle, the guy did not care. Again, this game was not just a meaningless game. This game was about a spot in the World Cup in Qatar, okay? And Senegal and Egypt were both more than determined to qualify for a consecutive tournament. Remember, four years ago, Egypt had qualified for the World Cup for the first time since 1990. Also, four years ago, Senegal qualified for the first time in 2000, since 2002, okay? And speaking of Senegal, how bad would it have been that they go from winning the Africa Cup of Nations title in early February to almost two months later to failing to qualify for the World Cup. I mean, it's bad enough that Italy failed to qualify for the World Cup as the reigning defending European champions. That, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely atrocious. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the reputation of soccer. So for two clubs... To win the title and then to win the respective continental title and not qualify for the World Cup, that, ladies and gentlemen, is bad. Okay, four years ago, uh, it, it, well, four years ago in Russia, you know, it, that that time Cameroon had recently won the Africa Cup of Nations title. They went from that to failing to qualify for the World Cup. It would have been bad if that happened on back-to-back -back terms. Extremely bad. 
But thank God it did not happen. Senegal meant business. They meant business when they when they threatened and threatened and threatened late in the second half, threw out extra time. And the bottom line is they might not have capitalized off the opportunities. But what I like to focus on more on the positive, and the positive is they did not give up. They did not give up, and neither did Egypt. Now Egypt might not might not have had the the luck to create more scoring chances of their own. They might not have been able to threaten and inflict pressure like Senegal has. But Egypt did not give up either. That's why, one more time, I say the only way that this game could have been settled was a penalty shootout. That's the way it was settled to, to crown the Africa Cup of Nations title. It's going to be settled on who just, who goes to the World Cup and who doesn't. And speaking of the penalty shootout, how interesting was it? that The first four penalties overall were all not good. They were, they were missed. Okay, <laughs> it, 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 unfortunately, you know, the fact that, let's not forget, Mohamed Salah didn't even take a penalty in the Africa Cup of Nations final. And in this one, ironically, he takes the first penalty and he missed it. But didn't just miss it whether he, it went, it, he missed right, left or right, or if it hit the crossbar. It went way up the crossbar. It wasn't even close. But at the same time, I have to point this out. Now, this might sound like a cheap excuse, but even Gold.com, you know, points it out. And I saw it on, I saw it on, the, on the screen. All those lasers that were pointing at Salah's face. You know, I don't know what to say about that. You know, obviously it's horrible. But let's not forget, you know, this was out, This was throughout the game as well. This was These green lasers were being pointed, you know, to Egyptian players all throughout the game. You know, as far as the investigation, you know, as far as the investigation moving forward about this whole thing, I mean, I'd imagine there's got to be some sort. There probably will be, but I'm not entirely sure. But... You know, honestly, you know, there's even like there's sometimes bottles being thrown. I mean, you know, the fact that even doing the penalty shot, there's actually a, a Gold.com release a story about you know Salah that was targeted by lasers before his penalty miss. You know, it, it it's brutal, man. It's brutal, but you know, I I really don't know what to say because because I, I know Mohammed Salah and. If, if it turns out that the lasers really... The fact that they were shunned to his face by spectators uh, at Senegal's you know, new stadium. I mean, if there were Senegalese supporters that, that were deliberately pointing the lasers into the place of Egyptian players just to like that, I mean, you know, they should have known better. I mean, come on, this is just not... This is not funny. I mean, come on. Senegalese soccer fans, we were in the 2018 World Cup, how they stayed behind, they would clean up, you know, the seats and everything. Senegalese soccer supporters have class. I never would have imagined they would do something like this. I know not all of them did, but the the, the problem with, with the green lasers being pointed, I mean, that's an issue. I mean, this is unacceptable. So if, if, if there's an investigation to be done, FIFA better conduct an investigation, okay? But at the same time, there's no excuse for Egypt. As, as, as heartbreaking as it is to say, because I love Mohamed Salah, you know, you know, Mo Salah, you know, himself, you know, had a, at least one opportunity of his own that he could not take, but... At the end of the day, you know, if he if he did, you know, crumble under pressure, which I'm, which I know he did, obviously, it's it, it's obvious, you know, Salah doesn't deserve full blame. I mean, Egypt lost as a team, but you know, they have a picture right here of the lasers being pointed to his face. At least three lasers, you know, to his face. You know, two of them near near his freaking right eye, for God's sake. You know, one of them directly at his nose, one at the cheek, one at the mouth. I mean, come on, these lasers are dangerous. I mean, that could damage your eyesight, for God's sake. 
So those those Senegalese supporters or whatever supporters that were pointing those laser pointers, y'all should be ashamed of yourself. I mean, that's not cool. I mean, come on. It's not cool at all. But regardless, I'm happy for the Senegalese national team because, you know, I'm sure that they had nothing to do with, with, with what the fans were doing. I mean, the Senegalese players were just doing their job playing the game, trying to win because they wanted to go to the World Cup, and that's exactly what they did. And, and you know, speaking of how I speak about Egypt, excuse me, about Senegal not giving up, you know, you know, they didn't even give up in the penalty shootout after the first two uh, penalties were missed, you know. It just, you know, it, it just had to end this way. But, you know, what, what's so ironic is that, you know, Mohamed Salah misses his penalty, but Sadio Mane, you know, converts his. But how ironic it is that Sadio Mane's penalty is the ultimate decider. The penalty is what sent Senegal officially to the World Cup. You know, it's almost like a freaking prophecy. I mean, Sadio Mane, again, is the man. So, it, it would basically um, make perfect perfect sense, you know, for the player himself, you know, to uh, convert the penalty that officially books their spot. I mean, because, you know, and it's, it, it, just like it was how, you know, in, in the AFCON, uh, Africa Cup of Nations final, how Sadio Mane's penalty officially clinched it, so... It, it was only fitting for Sadio Mane to put the final finishing touch. And and honestly, you know, and, and Senegal got it done. So, so moving forward, uh, the Egyptian manager, Carlos Queiroz, has, uh, has, has actually resigned uh, from his position as the manager of the Egyptian national team. So that honestly doesn't surprise me because... Uh, you know, I, I figured, you know, something like that, since that they feel it was kind of humiliating and sad that Carlos Quiroz would take responsibility and resign. So, you know, he, he actually sent out a tweet saying that, you know, he's grateful for the opportunity to coach the Egyptian national team. You know, thank, he thanked the players, thanked the fans, and said, you know, we, we did our best, but we, could, we, we couldn't get it done. So, you know, you know, he took responsibility. So you got to give Carlos Quiroz, you know, really uh, credit. You know, especially the fact that early on in the game, you know, when, when the physicality started, you know, there was a, a brief confrontation between Carlos Quiroz and Aliou Cisse, the Senegalese manager. So, you know, and let's not forget how Carlos Quiroz, I, I believe, was suspended for the AFCON uh, final. So, yeah, I was actually worried that something, like, again, like that was going to happen. You know, even Aliou Cisse himself got a yellow card, you know, because, you know, again, the game had a little bit of controversy. Again, you know, as I've said it numerous times already, it was pretty fucking physical. So, so at this point, you know, Egypt. So Carlos Quiroz has resigned as manager of the Egyptian national team. So, the the Egyptian national team. All I can say about them is they're gonna have to regroup and you know rebuild and prepare for the future and uh, and move forward. So, and as far as Senegal goes, Senegal's got to get ready for the World Cup. And uh, quite frankly, that's all I got to say. Ladies and gentlemen. Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.